What is going on, you guys? Ramdi here with a brand new episode of an oral history of Marvel Legends podcast. Um, for this episode, I'm going to be recording a video portion of this uh, as well as audio. So I'm going to put the audio into my podcast platform, which you can find in most podcast playing sites and um, the video I think I'm going to be uploading it on YouTube so if you see this on YouTube hello what's going on this is what I look like and uh, <laughs> yeah and if you're listening you guys um, let me know what's going on with you and thank you so much for tuning in so a um, little bit of a little bit of um, housekeeping and stuff like that here um, I've been absent for a while and the thing was I wanted to try different things with the podcast and I've been thinking a lot about it. Uh, mind you, I was busy full time so things got a little bit busy and I wasn't able to do or make things for this podcast. However, I've been trying to think of different ways to make the podcast a little bit more unique and all that stuff and I realized that having a um, podcast about action figures really is a visual thing and it's so hard to convey all of this stuff just orally you know what I mean so I've been thinking of ways of how to integrate you know I, I like the podcast platform I like this long form type of content where it's just uh, me talking about the stuff that I like but at the same time it's kind of hard, especially if you don't have a visual. It's hard to it's hard to get a good idea of the stuff that I talk about. And uh, mind you, I'll be honest. I listened to my podcast episodes, the previous ones, and I realized that I I start tuning out a little bit because um, <laughs> it's hard to describe things. You know what I mean? Uh, I, like I, I get a little bit carried away with I don't know, just I don't talking too much that kind of thing and um, so I'm just trying to think of different ways to liven it up and I think video is probably the best so like I said I'll be making a video which is what I'm doing right now I've got a camera head uh, in front of me and I'm also capturing the audio for this so uh, you'll have to forgive me because I'm probably going to be uh, forgetting that I'm doing both mediums and you know what the, the the challenge for doing a video podcast where you take the audio out and put it into your uh into a uh, turn it into an audio podcast basically is that i forget that people don't know what i'm talking about and if i have it in front of me uh i forget that i have to be a little bit more descriptive of the figure that i'm holding because you can't necessarily you know see this see what i'm holding especially if you're listening to it so you'll have to forgive me it's going to be some growing pains but uh this is the trial run this is the first time i'm doing this like literally the first time i'm doing this so i might not even be uploading this and if i am i guess i'll be con that means i'm confident enough in the content to be able to make this happen anyway <clears throat> um with it's the end of the year and i think all of the collectors uh, marvel legends collectors that i know of anyway 
they a lot of them do a countdown of like the best figures of the year kind of thing and like that's the kind of stuff that I like I know it's a little bit cliche to have countdowns at the end of the year kind of thing but it's good like it allows you to reminisce to reflect on the figures that you've collected and to appreciate them a lot more I'm focusing on Marvel Legends hence the name of this podcast and I'm going to be uh, in the next couple of episodes I'm going to be exploring the different Marvel Legends um, that we've gotten since the beginning of the year technically since December because the very first 2021 Marvel Legends wave we actually got in December of last year yes anyway um, for those of you who are not uh, not watching uh, and listening in I do have this video switcher that I have on me here so what I'm going to do is I'm going to be um, switching uh, from my camera view to a uh, the website um, the website figurelist.co that's it <laughs> Figurelist.co. So this is basically a screen grab of the website Figurelist, and we're going to be taking a look at the 2021 uh, complete checklist that they have. And we're going to be um, taking a look at the figures. And I guess in this episode, I'm going to be taking a look at the first three or four, depending on how long it's going to take. Uh, first th three or four waves for 2021. And just kind of just a roundup or uh, give you an idea of how I felt of the wave. So if you guys can see my screen, I've got on here, I've got the Spider-Man uh, Stiltman wave right here is the first wave that we got in 2021, followed by the House of X wave, the Tri-Sentinel or Theta Sentinel wave, and then Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi, the Mr. Hyde build a figure wave so we're going to take a look at those uh, if you guys are not following figurelist.co i do find them to be the most thorough in terms of um, making a complete list of the figures for figures like or for figures for people like me who are uh, practically completists um, i'm trying not to be uh, more more on that in a bit um, I do like having this as a reference. So let's click on the first wave, the Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse uh, wave, the Stiltman Build-A-Figure wave. And in this wave, we have the Stiltman Build-A-Figure, and we have Frogman, that's a comic figure, Hand Ninja, also a comic figure, and then we got, I think the rest of them are uh, into the Spider-Verse figures. So we have Peter B. Parker, we've got Prowler, we've got uh, Gwen Stacy, Spider-Gwen, and we have the uh, Miles Morales. So overall, I think this wave is pretty good. Um, it's decent and it's a good start to the year. I am a huge fan of Into the Spider-Verse. I think um, people kind of don't mention it when they talk about the best Spider-Man 
movie of all time, but I will admit that this is the best Spider-Man movie of all time, uh, followed by Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2. And actually, you know what? I think No Way Home is probably my second one now. Uh, but that's a different topic for another time. <clears throat> um, Into the Spider-Verse is still my favorite um, Marvel legend. And, oh, sorry, did I say Marvel legend? My favorite Spider-Man um, movie. But anyway, going back to this right here, I do find the Stiltman Build-A-Figure Wave uh, to be pretty, pretty good in selection. Um, I like the figures that we got from the movie. Um, Peter B. Parker, uh, Spider-Verse, Miles Morales, and Gwen Stacy. They're must-haves for sure. Uh, it's nice that we have um, Spider-Ham as an addition to Gwen Stacy. The problem with Spider-Ham, however, is that he's not articulated at all. Aside from, I think, the neck. Yeah, I'm looking at him right now. Uh, if you guys are uh, watching, here he is. Um, I do like that he's an accessory, but he's just not very articulated. The Prowler is also very good. Um, it's built on a couple of like reused parts. I think that's like the Doctor Strange torso and the... Um, I think it looks like the Bucky cap legs. But anyway, pretty good for what it is. Um, I do wish that we got a few more figures from the movie. Would have been nice to get an, uh, an Aunt May because she was actually pretty cool. It would have been nice if we got um, Spider-Man Noir as well. And um, Kingpin. <laughs> or... Uh, or Dr. Octopus would have been really cool too. So maybe we'll get them in a future Enter uh, the Spider-Verse wave. By the way, one thing that I can do, if you guys are watching this, uh, I can do a picture-in-picture. Picture, so let me adjust that. So now my face is at the bottom right, bottom, sorry, bottom left corner of your screen and it looks like I'm looking at the screen, so, uh, or at, at the at the list, at the figurelist.co website. Anyway, overall, pretty good wave. Uh, the one standout, I think, the runaway hit for this wave is Frogman. Um, mind you guys, I don't live in the States. I don't live in Canada, so I have no idea actually how well these figures have sold because here in Thailand, where I'm from, or where I'm currently at, I you have to pre-order these because getting them at retail would mean paying like 150% of the actual North American retail prices. But if you pre-order, it's a little bit, just a little bit cheaper than that, like 120%, which is not bad. Um, yeah, so I have no idea how well these did. I do have a couple of hand ninjas. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of them. There's something about them that's just, they don't feel like they're built well. 
uh, there's something about the, the the tunic that they're wearing that it just seems like the the torso is too small they can't put their arms down and they're just way too like way too tall honestly the i guess i have the articulated icons ninjas to compare them with and i do prefer those guys much much better better sculpt um better articulation on those guys and um better modular reliability <laughs> is that even a thing where you can swap out arms and like heads and uh, hands weapons and all that stuff to have different ninjas what I do like is that they put um, stilts uh, the stilt extenders for stilt man with a hand ninja uh, so that if you army build the hand ninja you can just grow your stilt man longer and longer which is a really cool idea that they have I do have let me turn around and check I do have four hand ninjas, but I only have, um, I, I, I bought the other two hand ninjas loose without the legs. So I only have two of those um, extenders to extend my stilt man. Um, and I don't really pose stilt man any taller than just like two, like one of those extensions because of how, um, it's just not balanced when you stack up all of those uh, legs. It just doesn't, it, it, it doesn't balance. It, it gets thrown off kind of thing. So I like for it to have a little bit more stability and to fit into my, um, what do you call it? My detolf behind me. So I don't I have those extensions, but I don't have them on. So yeah, overall pretty good. Uh, Frogman. I forgot to mention Frogman. Frogman is probably my favorite out of this entire thing. I do like the Miles Morales figure and the Gwen Stacy figure, but I would say Frogman is just a standout because of how weird and unique and awesome he is and he, like how he's lime green and he just sticks out. He's just this cool figure that just sticks out and what an awesome reuse of the dr octopus um because it's basically all dr octopus even the 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 back of frogman you can see like the the little uh slots where the uh, doc ox legs are supposed to go but it's cleverly covered by frogman's backpack i don't remember if Frogman had that kind of backpack in the comics, but pretty clever nonetheless. So yeah, pretty good wave. Uh, I do have all of them and I enjoy most of them. Although the thing with the Enter the Spider-Verse figures is that I really don't know where I can put them because of they're not quite MCU and they're not quite comic, so they're sort of just in this limbo of not sure where to put them. I did put Peter B. Parker and Miles Morales in my Spider-Verse shelf, which I'm actually staring at right now because it's in front of me on my desk here. But um, the others, uh, I'm not sure where to put them. So <laughs> that's that. Let's move on, you guys, to the 
Tri-Sentinel wave, the House of X, actually Theta Sentinel, not Tri-Sentinel wave. And uh, disclaimer, I have not read the Powers of Ten House of X uh, storyline. And yes, it's my fault. And, <laughs> and yeah, so to me, I got all of these figures as well. And I completed the Tri-Sentinel Build-A-Figure. But I don't know the context of any of these uh, these guys right here. So to me, they're just purely, I got them for the aesthetics and the fact that they're X-Men. And yeah, overall, um, the Tri-Sentinel Build-A-Figure was cool but frustrating. I'll say that. The heads have a, like, they are surprisingly not very articulate uh, they pop off really easily they're hard to put on although if you guys do have it and you have a hard time putting on there's actually like a little like a what is it like a little latch or, or, or something on the neck part itself that you can actually use a quarter or a coin to push it into like push the peg into the into the slot to, to connect the head, connect the neck to the body. So if you use a coin, it'll save your fingers and it's a lot easier if you do that. The problem though is that it's top heavy, the legs are long and for me, like over time, it's gotten kind of loose. So I've had to put the, I don't know if you guys know what the kiki loose joints uh, thing is, but I've had to put that on the ankles just to keep it sturdy. But yeah, pretty top-heavy. Overall, uh, not the best Sentinel design, but a unique one for sure. And a nice one to have on the, um, on the shelf. Um, as far as the assortment of characters that come in this wave, I do like... <clears throat> uh, excuse me, my voice is a little dry. Uh, I do like the um, the new looks for Wolverine and Cyclops. They're pretty cool. Having Charles Xavier in that plain black is it's okay. Uh, Magneto's fine. It's nice to have uh, Moira McTaggart for the first time in the Marvel Legends line, and it's really cool to have Jean Grey in this outfit. Uh, this is a pretty classic outfit that she wore. Um, like 70s or so, I believe, John Romita. Uh, was it John Romita that designed it? Dave Cockrum, you know what? I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I, I thought I knew. <laughs> anyway, uh, Omega Sentinel is actually pretty good, although there's something about the leg articulation that I'm just not a fan of because it's just very old school, the, the legs. Um, anyway, I think my favorite... I don't have, it's all, there's none of them really stand out in terms of favorites. Um, the Jean Grey, for example, there's something a little bit uh, disappointing with the, the way that it was executed. There's really not a lot of articulation, mobility, uh, especially with those, uh, with that skirt that just doesn't, doesn't expand. So you're just left with a uh, vanilla pose Jean Grey. Um, I would say that 
Wolverine and Cyclops as reused as they are, because we've seen this Cyclops in this mold before, um, and we've seen Wolverine in that mold before, uh, as reused as they are, they're probably my favorites from this wave. Um, more McTaggart would have been really cool um, if she... You know what? Now that I'm looking at her accessories, if I look at Moira McTaggart, just the figure itself, it's okay. It's a lady, like a plain clothes citizen with a white lab coat. But the more I think about it, the more I'm actually starting to like her because she does have a lot of accessories uh, that you can swap to give her different looks. So you know what, I take that back. Not Cyclops, not Wolverine. Moira McTaggart is my favorite um, uh, figure from the Tri-Sentinel wave. Yep, there I said it. Nice to have the others though. Uh, Omega Sentinel does have, uh, probably out of all of them, uh, apart from the, the Build-A-Figure, has the most brand new parts, so uh, definitely cool uh, as well. And you know what? Like the thing with this year is that we got two X Men waves, but the problem is that they're very story specific. Like this is the House of X, and then later on in the year we got uh, Age of Apocalypse wave two. And I kind of wish that we got a little bit more variety with our um, with our uh, X Men, especially. Uh, yeah, we were just we're getting very story specific X Men waves here, which is not exactly the best choice in my opinion. Because if you're not a fan of Age of Apocalypse, if you've never read House of X, then the X Men figures just aren't for you. And thing is there's so many x-men figures that we have yet to get and yeah anyway little rant not really a rant just a thing an observation i guess um yeah so moving on let's uh take a look at all this other stuff that we've got here the third uh the third wave of 2021 is the mr hyde uh, Shang-Chi Build-A-Figure, uh, sorry, Mr. Hyde Build-A-Figure Shang-Chi Wave. And overall, hit and miss, I guess. This is the first wave in 2021 where I did not get all of the figures. I was only really interested in the comic and Gamerverse figures, but the, the movie figures I was not a huge fan of, uh, primarily because... We didn't get any context to the who these characters were, unlike the House of X, where I don't have any context for the costumes. I do know who the characters are, so I, that's what uh, that's the difference. Uh, with the Shang Chi wave, this wave came out months before uh, Shang Chi came out, and really, it isn't Hasbro's or Marvel's fault. It's just a thing that happened because of the pandemic, messing up schedules, messing up just distribution and all that stuff. So 
you know, it went out at the time that it, that Shang-Chi was supposed to be released or something like that. And, and yeah, Shang-Chi uh, Shang got pushed back. So when these figures came out, there was just no context. I had no idea who these characters were. Um, like, for example, Death Dealer. Cool. He looks like a really cool figure. And the thing is, I have no idea who he is. And, like, I never read any books about Death Dealer in the comics. Although I know he exists as a character in the comics. Katie, for example, is... I mean, Aquafina does remind me of my best friend uh, who sadly has passed away, but um, I like Aquafina actually. But I have no idea who she is, who Katie is. Uh, no idea at the time who Xia Ling was. And Wen Wu, like, yes, he's the Mandarin. Um, it was kind of pretty much established even before the movie came out that Wenwu was the Mandarin. The thing is, I don't know, I just, I wasn't wowed by the design. So, yeah. So basically, the only character that I got from the Shang-Chi movie is Shang-Chi himself, which is a pretty cool figure. Um, I did have him around. I was just taking photos of him earlier. Um, I do like the head sculpt. Uh, I am from Canada, and I am Asian, so Shang-Chi uh, means a little bit different for all of us who watched uh, Kim's Convenience and seeing Simu Liu, uh, Canadian, he's from Toronto, I believe, uh, seeing his stardom kind of just grow from like just this guy who stars in a uh, uh, low-budget um, Canadian TV show kind of make it huge is pretty awesome and he was really awesome in the movie um, anyway I did like his character uh, I like the face sculpt on the figure it's pretty accurate and one of the things I like about the Shang-Chi figure actually let me see if I can pull him out now if I can find him oh he's right behind me there he is Give me one second. Benefits of having a small office, I guess, you guys, is that I could just turn around and everything has been in reach. But anyway, um, Shang-Chi, I'm holding Shang-Chi right now, the figure. He's, I wasn't blown away by his costume at first. Um, and I think it's because Shang-Chi, in the comics, I preferred in his very um like enter the dragon uh bruce lee kind of get up like in, in his costume that's inspired by that is how i like shang chi uh we did get a shang chi figure a comic figure a while back and that's his classic look with the shirtless shirtless and he's just got the pants uh that's a classic look for him Although, very 70s. Never read Shang-Chi back then. Uh, mostly read Shang-Chi, honestly, in the Marvel Knights line. Uh, but I do like his look where he is wearing the... Oh, was it... Was it Enter the Dragon? Gosh, you guys, I apologize. Um, 
his yellow his yellow get up from oh Bruce Lee's last movie was it googling it right now game of death that's it ah man <laughs> my Asian credibility just went down the drain <laughs> but he's okay so Bruce Lee's game of death costume if you guys are not familiar that's that yellow yellow costume with the black pinstripe on the side uh very similar to like a lot of a lot of comic or sorry a lot of costumes have sort of paid homage to that very iconic look for example um uh the bride from kill bill has had that look even iron fat iron fat <laughs> iron fist in the comics has also sported a onesie um, that is inspired by this look, although it was green, uh, I believe. So, yeah, anyway, very iconic. And Chang-Chi also wore a couple of costumes that are very reminiscent uh, to that look. Anyway, I digress. The, the costume that we got from the comics just looked very plain not comics, from the movie, uh, it just looked very plain. It, to me, it just looked like a white, or sorry, a red shirt with black pants and then shorts. But then I was watching a an episode of um, Assembled, or what was, what was the Disney Plus, like, behind-the-scenes uh, Marvel series? I think it was called Assembled. I was watching it and then the costume designer was actually talking about how she came up with the costume for Shang-Chi and it's a very interesting concept one that I never really thought of uh, and mainly like a lot of this stuff right here like it's a a lot of representation of um, his upbringing because you have his mom's side um, which is like the dragon emblem, or sorry, the, the dragon scale uh, shirt. Uh, you got the dad side. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't have the rings, but you got the dad side, I think, like with the pants and stuff. And then the uh, North American side of him uh, is represented by, uh, does he wear Jordans? Maybe he, he's wearing like runners, right? So a lot of his costume is actually all the elements that make Shang-Chi who he is, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, in the story, uh, his shirt is dragon scales. So I guess that's a pretty cool, pretty cool thing. I guess it would have been a spoiler to have Shang-Chi with the 10 rings around his uh, wrists as well. So I understand why they did not include that as an accessory or anything. But regardless, you know what, I really like this Shang-Chi figure and apart from the Mr. Hyde Builder figure, I would say that Shang-Chi is probably my favorite figure from this wave. Um, Mr. Hyde himself is pretty cool. Um, it's built on the Joe Fix-It that we, we saw last year. Uh, last year, like late into the year so it felt like when when this came out the mr hyde build a figure i felt like 
we just saw this body a few months ago kind of thing like it there wasn't enough time for it really so when it came out uh first i thought oh man we're like we're getting we're getting this body again you know like i don't i didn't like how hasbro kept on reusing the 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 hulk body and i felt i felt that way with hide but there's like this um an over thing that you put that that's put on the body like the coat is a like a separate piece of plastic that you put over the the, the body itself that makes it different enough from the joe fix it body it's green not blue like the previous one was and the head uh, the head sculpt is actually pretty cool so i'm actually quite impressed with the hide build a figure now mind you it would have been nice if we got a head that did not have the top hat uh, just like how i remember him in the comics and trading cards but uh, regardless pretty cool i enjoy this uh build a figure the other figures that I got in this wave are the Civil Warrior and the AI Tony Stark. And yeah, and that's it. And then Shang-Chi. Um, both basically just uh, repaints of previous figures. The Civil Warrior was a repaint of the old Hydra, Hydra Cap. Um, I don't remember officially what it was called now, but the, the Hydra Captain America armor, this is just a repaint of it. I'm actually, like, this was expected that we were going to get this guy because that Hydra cap was the Civil Warrior in different color palette, you know? So, um, that's that. And then the Tony Stark AI, it's, a uh, nice to see Iron Man in the classic bright red and bright yellow uh, although i'm not as wowed by it as most people seem to have been because i am very content with the 80th anniversary um tony stark sorry um, iron man that we got so and at the time i don't remember but there were a, a couple of figures that already came out that used this body um Iron Man 2020, yeah, Iron Man 2020, and I don't remember who else at the top of my head. Oh yeah, um, Silver Centurion, I think. Yeah, so wasn't terribly like blown away by it, but I still enjoy having it, and I do have him in my Iron Man display, and the Civil Warrior. Not sure where I'm gonna put this guy. Like I have him on, I don't have him on my shelf. I have him in my storage bin because I still, I don't have a place for him. I just like his design. And that's that. And, and so those are the first three waves that we got in 2021. And in a future episode of this podcast, I'll be talking about other figures and waves as well as we count down to the end of the year let's see what else do we have let me just click back to 
go back to 2021 here and tell you guys what um, what do you call it the 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 total total waves and all that stuff um, that's the cool thing about figurelist.co is that they have on the side here they have like a like pretty much like an overview of the year and here on the on the top of the 2021 wave uh, page that they have they have listed that the total figures that we got this year was 147 we got 10 uh, build a figures in total 12 total waves so there's two waves that were that did not have build a figures one of them was a retro wave and the other one was the infinity saga uh, and we got 42 exclusives uh, i don't know if that's 42 figures or 42 like sets you know what i mean so there's like uh, two packs and all that stuff. I think they only count it as one. But anyway, we talked about the Stiltman wave, the Tricentinal wave, and the Mr. Hyde Shang-Chi wave. Um, in the next episode, we're going to talk about Disney+, Plus. we're going to talk about Zemnu, and we're going to talk about Ursa Major. And yeah, there's a lot to talk about. So uh, we're going to leave it at that, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, let me know in the comment section of this video um, if there's anything about the formatting of this podcast that I should change. If there's anything like I could add to make this a bit of a better experience, let me know as well. Thank you so much for tuning in, you guys, and I will catch you in the next episode. Peace.